Well, good morning. I think I've mentioned this before. I keep a little notebook. And uh, it's funny because I've been going through this notebook that I just started uh, in the last couple days. It's probably a dozen or a half dozen pages. Almost all on the exact same idea. So let me just share with you what I'm talking about. So William James, his essays uh, in Radical or on Radical Empiricism, separate from pragmatism. Uh, long story short, it was put together, these essays were put together after his death. I highly recommend it. It's in the public domain. William James, a philosopher and a psychologist, 1912. And just to deepen it, uh, I would say Vedanta, which is based on the Yoga Sutras Pantanjali and the Bhagavad Gita, also essentially radical empiricism. Now what is it? It's whether the world can be empirical or dialectical, meaning do you have to experience it or can you figure it out by talking about it, by thinking about it. So long story short, you can't. You must experience it. But radical empiricism speaks to even within the experience there is something that is meta, something outside of ourselves, something that we can't define or even understand talked about the tetralemma and the chattiscothi, this might be this, might be that, might be both, might be neither, who knows. So this is why I talk about Nishida, this uh, Kyoto school, Zen philosopher come existentialist, uh, Nietzsche scholar. He talked about the importance of basho. Basho is your place, place, uh, so you have to be there, right? That's why dialectical doesn't work. Um... So I'll just skip here. Uh, it's interesting because I did talk about that. We'll talk in another discussion. Reincarnation in Christianity, 530, uh, 553 A.D. Uh, in Constantinople. So just after 536 A.D., uh, William James' Varieties of Religious Experience, the culmination of his interest in psychology of religion. That's what they call his Varieties of Religion. Uh, varieties of religious experience. I correct that and say there is no separation between psychology and religion. This is what I'm getting at here. Um, so he's a philosopher for today, William James, right? A metaphysicist. I like that when I read that. Right. So um, I went one step further. Meditation is constant. This came from. Uh, looking, uh, well, Vedanta, actually, when it teaches what uh, meditation is, um, it is citta vritti naroda. So that's uh, uh, citta consciousness, separate from the mind, manas, separate. So citta vritti, vritti is the fluctuations, the flapping of a flag, uh, your thoughts, your, your preferences, right? And naroda being to cease, so cease the flappings of the mind, the consciousness, right? So I argue that meditation is constant because that's what our job is. In Buddhism, in, in, uh, in the Pali Canon, it would be uh, sati sampajana, right? To remember that nothing is impermanent, uh, the self is not the center of the universe, um, and uh, the this, this sense of self is also the source of suffering. Uh, and carry that to all of life's daily activities with clear comprehension. That is truly meditation, and it never ends. It's constant. So I was just talking about trauma, trauma being the reason why these protocols were developed and what they're there to, 
to treat. Uh, 12-step program is not that different. It's using the same idea as Vedanta, this idea of there's something more powerful than myself, radical empiricism as well. Um, it doesn't have to be God. Vedanta tells you the exact same thing. Um, and I go one step further and I argue that Yogacara, uh, Mahasiddha, Tantric, mysticism, Gnosticism, um, right? You create your own um, relationship with your God, with your philosophy, with your religion. And I argue that's an outgrowth from uh, recently uh, I heard a, um, a minister talking about how this world is just a preparation for the next. I argue that this tantric uh, outgrowth of uh, philosophy and practice has more to do with this separation between uh, uh, church and self, <laughs> uh, but this individual personal relationship with meditation. So once again, I went one step and I said, uh, right, meditation is 24-7. Right? Uh, then I made a little note. Uh, Madame Blavatsky, a great theosophist, uh, wrote something a long time ago. And I read it even, well, not even longer ago, but I read it a long time ago and she wrote it even longer ago that object is thought. Therefore, thought is action and, and this whole example. But this is exactly what Swamiji uh, Swami uh, Sarva Priyananda. He's uh, one of our foremost uh, scholars on Vedanta. Uh, he's also the head of the New York Vedanta Society. Over 120 some years old now. He says, object is thought, experience is object, object is thought, thought is action. Right? This idea, there is no difference between object and thought. Um, who was it that talked about this? Um, was it is it Russell or James? This idea, there's no difference between the thought of an object or the object itself in your thoughts. Uh, so someone pointed me to Aldous Huxley. Not his uh, Brave New World, but his Doors of per, uh, Perception and a book on philosophy. Uh, long story short, he took some mescaline and he had an insight into this idea of Om Tat Tat. Right? I am already complete. I am uh, this monism, this non-dualism. Right? Uh, psychedelics tends to um, ego minimization. I like to call it ego recontextualization. So that experience allows you to walk away changed. Right? So in Vedanta, I am God. Not in a uh, mental illness way, but the fact that there is no separation between who I am and what God is and you know, even if it's just the things that power me and the universe, that itself can be God, right? A little note on Shanti, important, because uh, it means peace, um, which is what we're all going for. Right? It's the goal of all of these practices, right? Christian contemplation, Orisan, I've mentioned that. It's an attempt for you to find peace, contentment, happiness. Hermeticism, again, this idea that getting away from the norm or the status quo allows you to have a deeper uh, connection with oneself and the divine. And again, no separation between the two. Um, so we're just talking about God as an archetype, right? Hermeticism, hermits as, a, as an archetype, um, both of which a window to the divine. Uh, I've talked about psychedelics, uh, DMT. 
the pathways produce. This is my own philosophy. So the reason why I think psychedelics are so important, it's not giving you access to anything different. What it allows you to do is uh, perceive a possible change of state, that you can do something different. Uh, but more importantly, what I believe is the when we study psychedelics, the brain just lights up. So I believe that uh, these new pathways that are created uh, remain and that uh, we're able to use them after even. But again, it takes uh, a lot of uh, um, will power. I'll get to that in a moment. So big one is uh, anxiety as a habit. Right? I think that's important. More important to understand that anxiety builds more anxiety, and anxiety is what Carl Friston calls uh, free energy, right? So not all energy is bad, or anxiety is bad, because uh, under Carl Friston's free energy principle, um, anxiety is just uh, us uh, an attempt to predict uh, our best course of action, predict what might come. Um, it's a, a predictive uh, engine, the mind. So I go next step further and how this shows again, like I said, to cure us of all of our anxiety. I have talked a lot about trust. That's what community uh, and your tribe is about, um, a shortcut to trust. So again, the Sangha, right, this group of people, a group of like-minded individuals. That's our community. It's both healing and traumatizing if it isn't together. And uh, I just made a note on, um, in medicine, they consider religious experience uh, even tantamount to uh, mental illness, right? Coming to God, the second born, f coming to morality, what is moral, selfishness uh, is how we go, self selfishness is how we go this idea of um, are you accessing uh, equanimity or are you accessing uh, more ego power and again I mentioned uh, the reincarnation and how it uh, ties to the 536 and 542 uh, global catastrophes and how it uh, brought about a rise in um, in meaning and, and devotional practices, tantric uh, mysticism, Gnosticism, uh, the 553 uh, Constantinople, uh, looking at uh, what they would uh, consider to be true. Then I talked about true nature and Tao, right? The non-duality from yoga. No difference from koinonia in Christianity, as they were talking about, or uh, in Vedanta, the Om Tat Sat, or Shanti, uh, peace, uh, I am that, uh, in the Old Testament even. Right, so again, I've said, anxiety is natural. As Friston had said, uh, Carl Friston, uh, free energy is an attempt for the mind to predict what the outcome might be. Um, the brain's a statistical model of the world, in a sense. I don't really like that. That's a note I wrote down. But the brain is there to tell us what to expect. And if you don't go with what uh, actually ends up happening, hmm, that is what Friston would call surprise. 
It's just a random note. It was talking about uh, women in the sumo ring. It was more about the sacredness of the ring and less about the gender, right? This idea of shingitai, spirit, physique, technique, right? Tai being the highest. Sun is taiyang and the moon taiyin. Uh, so again, it's all an attempt to give uh, like a meta meaning to everything, right? Ties into this idea of, of place being basho and how important it is. So life is empirical, but also metta. Uh, so here I'm just talking about healing and health. Uh, it's pretty important because the importance of uh, pro and prebiotics, your microbiome, uh, eating good food, the right food, uh, mega fats, uh, that sort of stuff. I go one step further and talk about the possible uh, implications of acid forms of cannabis and other anti-inflammatory um, protocols because uh, a recent study out of the University of Texas showed uh, my weird theory of a psychological systematic inflammatory response syndrome might not be so weird because they showed that uh, brain trauma actually led to uh, uh, systemic long-term inflam inflammatory issues uh, in the patient. Um, and I just talk about the reason why I say acid forms. This is the non-decarboxylated, so you don't smoke it. You eat it, uh, you eat it in its raw form, essentially. Uh, medicine has been fo focused on smoking uh, because that's how everyone uh, got their, um, their medicine. So that's personally where I think it's going to end. Um, long story short, uh, the inflammation in the endocannabinoid system, probiotics, prebiotics, microbiome, all important to mood and inflammation, stress, cortisol, histamine response, it's all tied together. So to reduce our, our surprise, our stress, our anxiety, uh, with mindfulness and focus, all important. Um, let's see here. Uh, so again, uh, radical empiricism is dependent origination. If you look at it, um, I was even listening to Shantideva's, which, by the way, means uh, great being of peace. He wrote his uh, Brahmacharya Avatara, uh, which just means um, Brahmacharya Avatara, the great gods, um, the path of the great gods. This idea of dependent origination, so Pratitya Samutpada, uh, cause and effect. Right? That's surprise and anxiety. Right? If you don't know why something happens or why it might happen, uh, you just uh, you either have faith or trust that there's a system behind it, or you worry, anxiety. Uh, then there was the study of unconscious bias does not dis uh, disprove free will. Uh, an actual study that talks about unconscious bias, um, uh, disproving free will. Right. And so I take uh, great umbrage with that because the only reason why we don't have free will in the study even says so is because we're unconscious. So if we were to listen to Young and realize that the majority of evil in the world can be traced back to most people walking around completely unconscious, then the real problem is walking around completely unconscious and it's not the lack of free will. Um, I wrote this funny little thing that... Uh, the Buddha flag being the very first rainbow flag, cultural appropriation. <laughs> ah, a quote uh, that's very uh, apropos. 
uh, from A Bad Day at Black Rock. I really liked it. It's, uh, I find myself conf consumed by apathy. Um, and the last couple notes um, was a double think. Again, uh, Orwell's idea that uh, you say something that you know isn't true, but you say it as if it were true. Doublethink is present, is the present problem today, uh, politics or otherwise, right? They're problematic, as good people are not attracted to the dirty work, right? Many of these politicians are bought and sold a dozen times before they're elected. But at the same time, what's really the problem? Is it the, is it the people that uh, are out for their own gain, or is it the people that don't bother even telling the truth and not understanding how trouble that might be. But last point was um, we were talking about what uh, makes so many people afraid of change, and they were talking about uh, the chemical reasons and all this. So here's the final wrap-up. Why do we fear change? It's fear of the unknown. There's a whole theory of what time is and why the future seems so much more um, chaotic versus the past, mainly because we have a narrative for the past. So, fear of change, in my opinion, is the fear of the unknown. That's what Carl Friston says, why we have our entire consciousness, our mind. It's there to help us improve this predictive engine, the mind, manas, and the self, the consciousness, chitta, is there to act as an intermediary between reality and the mind, so that we can become better super forecasters. I've talked about that in the past as well. But what holds us back? We have a negativity bias. So, of course, we look to the future and we think, no, 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 no. Cortisol, simple stress, simple stress, uh, causes inflammation, causes uh, um, tunnel vision, causes mood uh, disruption. Again, um, meaning be it uh, radical empiricism, just understanding that you may not see all the causes and effect and that there is value to what you do. Um, embracing the absurd even in Camus or creating as Nietzsche would entice us. Right? That's what the free energy and the surprise is all about. Right? The devil you know is a cliche, but it's a lesson uh, to be learned and to be taught. This idea, the only reason why you fear the unknown is because uh, you don't fear you fear uh, change and, and growth because it's uncertain. So, uh, trust takes thought, right? So trust, that thing I mentioned before, right? That there is no truth. Um, truth is, uh, I can't remember who uh, wrote it. It was a letter to William James, and he explained that um, truth is actually agreement, so I call it trust, right? So we, we use tribalism. We use uh, shortcuts to trust so that we can uh, cut down on the amount of thought this requires, right? So that we can remain unconscious more and save that ego depletion. In those psychology textbooks I've talked about, System 1 and System 2, Type 1 and Type 2 thinking, uh, autopilot thinking, higher order thinking, right? Religion, or what you believe, 
helps reduce the fear of the unknown. Right? It doesn't have to be uh, religion. It just has to be a belief in something other than yourself. Like I said at the beginning, it can be Buddhism, it can be meditation, it can be mindfulness. Right? Oh, this anxiety is ridiculous. It can be uh, something meta, something meta more than oneself, but not a god. It can just be William James' radical empiricism that I don't know, but uh, there's definitely a cause to everything, and I can never know what the cause to everything is, so I'm just going to go with it. But on that note, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so yeah, there there is free will, uh, but whether it's being... Um, Exercised is the question. It's no different than the Tathagatagarbha, which is uh, our little embryo or our little womb of Buddha nature. It's uh, Shikaku and Hongaku. Uh, those are both a uh, Japanese and Chinese uh, word for acquired uh, knowledge. Phronesis, uh, Enumana. Phronesis uh, in Greek, Enumana uh, in Sanskrit. It's this acquired understanding, uh, but it's innate, right? It's, it's a bit of an oxymoron. You have to work to realize it, but it's an understanding that you already had innately, uh, naturally, right? So it's awakening to focus, uh, consciousness, awareness, presence to your free will. So walking around unconscious, walking around uh, an autopilot, um, reacting to uh, situations rather than uh, than uh, well, as I said, being present and uh, working with what you get. But I mean, it even goes back to the Christian idea of uh, you know, grant me uh, the power to change the things I can and accept the things I cannot. That's, for instance, free energy. That's. Vedanta, that's uh, um, Shantideva, Yogacara, that's uh, Madhimaka, Chittamatra, uh, Shaivism, Vedanta, Christianity, you name it, Stoicism, uh, Pyrrhonism, it's all the same thing. It's all an attempt for us to reduce our stress, our fear of the unknown, of the possible, right? Because Life is chaotic, and our job is to, uh, to create. To create, we must embrace that chaos. But on that, have a great day.